Monday, everybody. Melzi's here. Woo. How are you, Melzi? I'm good. Ben is sitting next to her. Woo! Close, <laughs> close to a really real girl, Ben. <laughs> wow. Uh, I like let me it. Just, let me just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, visual gags are fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> 30 seconds of the show. We liked it. <laughs> and I'm Glenn, and I'm sitting on the other side of the desk, and if I reach far enough, one of you gets my footsie. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Where is it? We are Good Is Movie Monday, and Melzi, what are we dedicated to? We are dedicated to nerdy cinematic ramblings. Oh, look, everyone pays attention. <laughs> Jeez, if you would have asked me that, I would have gone, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's on the wall. It's, it's, on, the it's wall. on the wall. <laughs> I would have said Warlock. <laughs> wall. Wrong wall. I would have said Warlock wall. the Armageddon. Uh, so, I mean, if you love movies, you're at the right place. Welcome. Everything we do every single week is movie related. It's always fun. Only because you won't let us do TV related as well. <laughs> That's true. It's true. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't be Good Movie Monday. No, we wouldn't be. So. We'd be Mediocre TV Tuesday, which I have, <laughs> I have pushed. Yeah, come on. <laughs> as, a, as a second show. You know, we uh, picked up a, a whole lot of newbies since our interview with Rob Farnham a few weeks ago. So just an extra warm welcome to those people. And once again, a little bit of a content warning because we're not going to behave. No. <laughs> I mean, that... Sight gag you gave me a minute ago was um if if that was seen by others oh. well you kind of do see it on the uh, <laughs> on the uh, on the Jarrett segment yeah so yeah <laughs> Tuesday night hit up our uh, hit up our social media pages and you'll see Ben practically fingering himself good way to describe well, it Which yeah the close yeah the closest uh, <laughs> the only orifice I have any actual use for. <laughs> So Ben and I generally rock the mic every single week, but Melzi comes in and graces us with her presence every single month. She's from the Melbourne Horror Film Society, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. Um, ben, would you like to tell people where they can find us on social media? Uh, they can find us on all the social media platforms, uh, even even <laughs> Spotify, where you can find a playlist of all the music that uh, that gets played in the show. But we are on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on uh, X... <laughs> <laughs> kind of. We're kind Triple of X. we're there. We're kind of we're there. We don't do much there, but no. we're there. Yeah, that's right. We have a TikToky uh, thing. We're on Facebook. We're on yeah. Of course, we are on the the TikToks. The TikTok. <laughs> but that Spotify playlist. All people have to do is look for Good Movie Monday the music. Right. So if they love the stuff we play on the show, it's all there. I'm just going to go in and edit it so it's the musical. <laughs> and, and, and actually replace it with me singing all the songs. Well, I've already um before we actually. Got to the start of the show, we were recording for a good 30 seconds, and I got you singing. Singing a gutter to Vita. Yeah, it could be a nice little uh, after show <laughs> treat. <laughs> Need, needing to sign a waiver before I can do that. <laughs> anyway, uh, we also have two other segments every single week. One of them is a physical media update from Jarrett Gunn, and the other one is the Bonehead Weekly Fun Size segment that's coming all the way from Kentucky. Both of those are coming up, and now that all of that is out of the way, what did we talk about? Uh, ben, what did we see last week? Equalizer 3. I wanted Equalizer to 3. pick your brain about that. What did you think of it? It was great. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> I expecting didn't that. No, it seemed like that was going a different way. I mean, I mean, the context here is that I immediately afterwards I said, well, that was fun. Like, I really enjoyed oh. it. And Ben looked a little bit more. Oh, uh, withholding. Yeah. Yeah, look, it, 
look, it's definitely a interesting like exit to the franchise, yes. I believe. If you know if the rumors are true, we're calling it the threequalizer. The threequalizer, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it is like my my problem with it was after seeing it is that it is incredibly straightforward. Which there is, what, is that's what I liked about it. I've got yeah. to say, yeah. So like I just found it, I just found it weird. Yeah. Like I kept expecting hmm. him. To, like he doesn't really have to break a sweat. Yeah. In yeah. this, like he do, like he at the start of the film he gets injured. So. And then he has to kind of rehab himself by climbing the stairs of this Italian port town, <laughs> which if you've ever, if anyone out there has been to Europe, you, that's the entirety of Europe. Like it's like they've got a, <laughs> they've got a national kind of dislike of lifts. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, well, they force you to walk up countless <laughs> stairs. Yeah. So basically, the, the, he br- does break a sweat yeah. walking up and down those steps. <laughs> but when it t- comes time to do the killing, no, 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 he's it could, it's easy uh, as pie for him. He just waltzes through. He's like a Probably because he's been walking up and down yeah, all those, those steps. steps. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what I think I liked about this off the bat was, firstly, I was a bit hesitant going into this because I read the official synopsis from the distributor mm. and it described him as having left America to live in Italy just to escape his former life. That's not why he's in Italy no, at, all. at all. No, and I'm like, did oh, the distributor even what? watch this movie? He's simply on a job. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's he's got to recover something. That's not at all that. And, yeah. and while he's there, he gets roped into this, you know, mafia <laughs> world just because he happens to be in the wrong place that's at the wrong time. So bizarre. Because basically, yeah. if you remember the second, if you remember the second film, he becomes like a Lyft driver. Yeah, like an Uber driver. Is the yeah. an, I think it was Lyft. Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess it depends on which one of those car drive those platforms yeah, paid know. more to be yeah. in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a real service? I thought or was it, it was. a fictional one? Either, either way, oh, we know what you're talking it's about. Yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. a while since I've seen part two. <laughs> <laughs> um, Important factors. Yeah. Factors, yeah. <laughs> he drives. Yeah. He drives, he drives people around. And so when they tell him his problems, he then equalizes them. Yes. Mm. yes. Unlike the original series of The Equalizer, where he puts the ad in the paper <laughs> and people you know, reply mm. to the ad and then yeah. he, he equalizes it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's essentially retrieving something. So in this one, yeah, someone in, as you find out, kind of. Straight away. Of the film that you know someone in the back of his cab kind of <laughs> you know oh lost all my money to a uh, something <laughs> and so he's travelled to <laughs> Sicily <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to uh, but uh, also revenge like the, the guy. rule of thumb is often when a sequel ends up in foreign countries like it, you know they've run out of ideas yeah, the steam yeah. is you know petting out but this yeah. one I thought it, this, the setting was fantastic the action was gory as fuck like it was really gruesome <laughs> I mean I think I think. Because they, they did set this one in Italy, I think that's a, probably a budgetary step up. If they'd have set it in like Croatia <laughs> or Prague or something like, <laughs> like one of the be- or one of the Benelux countries, mm. then you're like, okay, the budget's gone down. Like they just they're actually not even going to disguise disguise Bulgaria anymore. <laughs> they're you just going to. I mean, they do it before you go to Finland and take on Sisu. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he'd be really odd by now. But yeah. <laughs> Grandpa Sisu. Yes. Anyway. There we go. Okay, so you liked it more than I thought you did, so that's good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I just, I actually honestly thought that, because I heard rumours that they were going to bring in the Queen Latifah character who's in the crossover, the TV, the TV equaliser. Mm. Or maybe Denzel's going to go and appear in the... Winter Can't one. see that happening. I mean, has, has he done TV since... Uh, well, he was in one since of those Everywhere medical, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Since, yeah. since Elsewhere. Since Elsewhere? I think that was since his... Since Everywhere. <laughs> 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 it was a franchise, all right? <laughs> So you know it would have been interesting because you know now they're kind of the A-listers are coming back to TV. Yeah, yeah they certainly are. They're, it's not the dirty word it once was. Well, mm. TV's a whole different thing, isn't it now? 
particularly with the streamers, yeah, with the producing streamers. a different kind of television. Yeah. It's almost like movies. Yes, yeah. All right, cool. Well, Melzi, let's talk about you. Melbourne yes. Horror Film Society, what's yes. been going on and what's coming up? Well, what is coming up? So this Saturday night we are screening The Final Terror, 1983, Andrew early um, yes. Daryl Hannah, um, Rachel Ward. Daryl Hannah in that? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm thinking of the wrong one. I'm thinking Terror Within. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I was way one. off. <laughs> um, no, The Final Terror. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's at True North in Coburg this Saturday night, the 9th of September. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the month, we have um, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Yeah, so that's classic. another one of our, um, our members' guest programming and guest hosting the night, Karina. Um, this will be our third month in a row that we fucking kick back. David and I kick back and... <laughs> And um, hand it over. Yeah, hand it over, and it's been going amazingly. Like everyone has, yeah, it's been incredible, and just um, programming different things. Yeah. So yeah, which again the same with whatever happened to Baby Jane, which will be awesome. Yeah. So it's Karina's going to be talking about hag exploitation and Wicked. all that sort of thing. So Love yeah. That stuff. And speaking of exploitation, yes. uh, you also did Bone Tomahawk. Yeah, but recently. I'm not going to talk about that right now. Oh, you I, I purposefully. Oh, no. <laughs> Right. <laughs> ignored that part of the set, uh, the question. <laughs> okay. Yes, we'll revisit, <laughs> revisit that one. <laughs> I knew you were going to try to quiz me on it. Yeah. But I couldn't I, – I, I have to talk about it okay, later. Sure. So yeah. um, where can people find you all? Um, so we are on the interwebs at uh, Melbourne Horror – God, I haven't bloody written this one for a little while. MelbourneHorrorFilmSociety.org is the website and then Melbourne Horror on uh, Facebook, Instagram, X. What's the Discord link? Yeah, well, how did we go last time? We ben, got all, ben was given all the details last time <laughs> you were on. <laughs> I still haven't missed it. <laughs> so um, we also have a Discord page um, which you can uh, contact us, email us or um, send us a DM um, a or a website? link. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people may as well just tune uh, into any episode. They're going to get yeah, the same material, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, the, yeah, the Discord's awesome. Um, we've sort of been able to be hands-off with it lately because it's mm. really running itself. And, um, yeah, we've got a really good community on there and we often do this – Week we've got well this week's um, giveaways we do lots of giveaways this week it's the nun too and so mm-hmm. we're doing like giveaways online giveaways at screenings and then we've got like a giveaway to the preview that I'm just doing on yep. Discord mm-hmm. so cool. yeah little special things like that also um, watch parties which are which are a favourite of the regulars on there yeah so excellent yeah cool well, what's you, going on you heard it, everybody anybody can rock up um you can become yes. a member you can i think you do like one screenings. you could do like a whole season of screenings. yeah that right? so that's that's the other thing like fuck i've been getting so many fucking questions about bloody um the <laughs> price of it yeah, yeah, <laughs> and right. like how many se- so it's 15 dollars 15 dollars for three screenings amazing it's ridiculous yep. actually completely unsustainable and <laughs> it will be going up at some point um <laughs> but we have to get our asses into gear to get a we just take cash yeah. <laughs> at the yeah. moment so yeah. eventually eventually we will get a bloody tap thing and the price will go up to i'm thinking like 22 dollars for three screenings still extremely cheap um or, on a brainstorm session or here right now. you can do that's fi- actually yeah. half the cost of the tap because <laughs> yeah. the tap's like 50 but the tap of things like 50 bucks from office work <laughs> um, Just putting it out there. Uh, <laughs> and, um, well. and also, and then there's a, a tip with that as well. We do $50 for 12 screenings. So I've been telling people, 
if get you get out. a 12 screening pass, and then you don't even have to think about the price rise if we maybe potentially get around to doing it, you know, that's within the point. next 12 months. That's <laughs> a good point. I mean. And then our, our screenings at – so that's our long play screenings and then our screenings at True North. It's a different setup. So we've got a little cinema um, at, you know, sort of 40 – we can get 40 people, 40, 50 people at a squeeze into long play, which is a, a small cinema. And then our screenings at True North uh, with a projector mm. seated around. It's a heavy metal cafe slash yeah, yeah. bar. Perfect. Um, and so – you know, that's a different different vibe, different setup. That's ten dollars for three screenings, but you get a free drink with your ten dollars. Oh, so incredible. you know, pays for itself. So if you love your horror movies, do it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh Ben, should we have a word with Jared? Let's do it. Excellent. Sorry, I'm signing up to Discord. <laughs> 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 they want to know my date of birth. Who the hell do they think they are? <laughs> This is quite possibly the most redundant promo ever because by now all of you have the Newsly app and you know all about it. Although I suppose there's probably a few people that are new to the show and have never heard it, so yeah, why not? Let's give it a plug. Get the Newsly app on your phone, go to newsly.me and download it. It is a super app that lets you listen to all of the podcasts that you love as well as getting all of the news from around the world put into the palm of your hand and read back to you in a natural human voice. Very, very handy for when you can't be bothered reading. You could be too busy. You might be running. You might be driving. Newsly has you covered. And they have a premium tier that gets you a whole lot of extra stuff. And we can get you one month of premium for free if you use our exclusive code, Monday without the O. M-N-D-A-Y. Go to newsly.me, download it, upgrade, listen to us, listen to everyone, and on with the show. Let's do it. Let's do it indeed. It's another week and um, hopefully the, the pickings aren't as slim as they've been recently. I don't know. Let's see how we go. But either way, we've got Jared in the house. How are you? Good, gentlemen. Yourselves? Doing good. Good. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you from the uh, the <laughs> offset, but yes, it is slim pickings this week. But one of the titles is good. I mean, both titles are great. It's just a disappointment that one of them's not getting a Blu-ray release and it's rare I mention DVD releases, but because it's light on this week, I figured I'd throw it in no, there just to fill out been, the segment. It's been so light on, but I do know that there's a particular week coming up where like every fucking thing is landing at the same time. Is that like next week, perhaps, with the release of the a 13th? certain DC film? Yeah. It'll be around the 13th. Yeah. It's a pretty Some heavy. big movies. Yeah, Some big so... movies coming up next week. But this week, Mad Men are pretty much the only distributor releasing titles. And I won't touch on the anime stuff because I never do, uh, unless it's hentai, because then I might mention it because Ben might be interested in some of that. But there's no hentai this week, I'm afraid. Just my neighbor Totoro, but I'm not even going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, so I think they're just they're reassuring tried, it again for the updating uh, time. I've tried with my neighbor Totoro, just it takes too long and. You end, up, you end up chafing rather than <laughs> completing. Understandable. But, yeah, you get a good view from the bathroom window, yeah? Yeah. And because yeah. what is Good Movie Monday without a masturbating to uh, a Miyazaki movie reference? <laughs> the kids love it. The kids but, love it. But in terms of... Tune in. I'm a pork and Rosso <laughs> man myself. Yeah, yeah same, same. <laughs> I, like the, I like the pork. Uh, now, this week, in terms of releases from Mad Men, the one that I'm really excited about is The Bank, the Aussie film The Bank, 
Uh, it's coming out on Blu-ray, and this is from the new 4K restoration that Madman's done at Premiered recently at Myth. And so it should look pretty good, provided that Madman haven't done the same thing they did with the Chopper release, where they DNR'd it to hell and it looked like wax, wax facial features. It was just awful. Mm. Um, good news on that. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but there is an overseas label that have licensed Chopper, and they've got the original scan of the movie and are actually doing the restoration them themselves. So that means cool. we won't have that DNR sort of nonsense. But more on that when that one finally gets announced. But in terms of the bank, they've loaded it with special features. You've got a commentary, deleted scenes, interviews. You've even got some of Robert Connolly, the director's short films on there. You've got footage from the IF Awards back when it was inside film and the AFI Awards as well. And then a the theatrical trailer rounding out. It's quite a, quite a nice little package for a release so but i'll i'm i will wait for a review to pop up on one of the forums before <laughs> i you know get in on that one Just because in i've case. been burnt, burnt too many times <laughs> exactly and the only other release i'll mention that's coming out this week from madman is Ennio, uh the maestro which is obviously a documentary a documentary on Ennio morricone uh and it had a theatrical run i haven't seen it yet. i'm quite excited to check it out I'll probably check it out digitally, given that I can watch it in HD as opposed to DVD. Uh, you know, the nature of these things, generally documentaries get DVDs, with the exception, though, obviously, of the Farnham one we spoke about the other week. And I was quite curious to see that Mr. Organ, the New Zealand documentary, actually got a Blu-ray release locally through Madman, which right. I didn't even realise. I watched it on the plane. Fascinating documentary produced by Ant Timpson. Uh, but, yeah, yeah cool. so only DVD for NEO but. Don't want to leave you high and dry because there's only two releases coming out this week that are worth talking about. I do want to mention this one got announced two weeks ago, so we are going back a bit. But in case the listeners haven't heard, Talk To Me is coming out locally on October 25th. But the good news about this one is Umbrella are releasing a 4K UHD release of this as well, and it will have HDR. And I'm not entirely sure what the audio Kodak is at this point, whether we're going to have an Atmos track on there or not. I don't know if it played in Atmos in cinemas but i'm really excited about checking out mm. the 4k and they've loaded it with special features there's a commentary on there there's behind the scenes there's interviews with cast and crew and there's even a q a from its uh australian premiere or actually it was its its world premiere last year at the adelaide film festival but that's 4k blu-ray and dvd and then on the umbrella site they've got some great packages as well there's like the deluxe one that comes with the replica uh, replica hand yeah yeah i saw that and you I can was scribble actually... I was actually in the Umbrella offices uh, uh, the other day, and uh, I did get to uh, play, shall we say, with the, uh, uh, with the with hand, the, uh, with the <laughs> hand, like with a the, hand. Um, the the uh, the mold, the hand mold. So, and is it full size? Like, is it a full yeah, size? Can, it's amazing. Yeah, it. I had it holding my chin in a photo that I took for you, Jarrett, but I haven't actually. I forgot that. <laughs> send it to you. <laughs> send it to me. Excellent. But, um, I look forward you, to seeing that. If you stay tuned to Good Movie Monday later in the year, we're releasing one with Ben's hand, and it's going to be, you know, like this. <laughs> it's a fist. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah. The problem is, the problem the, is, the um... circumference of the hole <laughs> is only is only quarter of an inch. It's a pencil so... holder. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I yeah. uh, I do remember when I was at the Umbrella office, I don't know, it must have been early this year with you, Ben, and Ari had said to me, hey, we've got the hand here. Oh, no, we've got we've got the hand here from Talk To Me. And at that point, the trailer hadn't dropped. I hadn't You're seen like, the film. What the fuck film. are they talking about? <laughs> I was just like, what? And he goes, oh, yeah, you, have, you haven't seen it, have you? And I said, 
no. And he goes, oh, yeah, probably not interested in seeing it. Then I said, no, I'm good. <laughs> um, then, of course, I saw the film and I couldn't help but think in my mind, man, I hope they're going to do a replica hand from the film. And, of course, they are. But there's also a steelbook that's coming out. Now, the steelbook has sold out already on the Umbrella store, but JB Hi-Fi are going to receive a limited quantity, but they're only allowing online orders for it. won't be stocked in store. Sure. So really going full out with this release, and understandably, because it's made considerable dollars at the australian yeah. box office and you know abroad it's it i think up. it's made over 40 million in the us so it's incredible um so yeah i'm yeah. really excited about that one if i can backtrack a little bit there ben what's the um you've had the hands-on experience what's the hand made of uh I, look I, I don't know it was um it was it was cold and hard <laughs> yeah, i felt like i felt like um i felt like that guy that sleeps with the um with the bad, the, the evil girl from Mannequin, you know. Mannequin, oh yes, he, yes, he yes. Sex with her, and he's like, he's like, it's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm excited if if Umbrella like. maybe look at releasing. I know it's going to be impossible to wrestle out of the hands of Disney, but possibly a cocoon set that comes with a replica hand of uh, Walter. Was it sorry? Sorry, was it Walter? Was it Walter? Wilford. Wilford Brimley. Yeah, because yeah. as Ben will tell you. <laughs> What was his hands like then? Softest hands I've I've ever felt. Incredible. Like that man, Incredible. considering considering Incredible. what he looks like, that man appears to not have ever worked a day in his life with with those hands. It's amazing. It's it amazing. Just, it so like a baby's like a baby's hand. And to think, no one will ever get to shake that hand again. So that's a special memory you can it's, treasure. Ben. Yeah, it probably well, feels I heard, pretty rough now. I heard on the internet that the um that the uh, the skin on the inside of your uh, cheek is the same, like feels exactly the same as a, as a, a woman's uh, parts. Yes. You dropped that on the last episode. <laughs> and, uh, and let me tell you, like when I try it, when I, what I feel is, is Wilfred Brimley's hands. <laughs> well, run that one up the ladder at Umbrella and see, and see. what they can do. Yeah. You guys missed the boat. You should have done one for uh, Human Centipede too. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Well, there's still time. I mean. <laughs> I'm surprised that well, we just weren't offering. Jared's freezing. I don't know if he's real, he realizes Jared kept freezing. I'm surprised that we, uh, we weren't offering to surgically glue people's faces to their loved ones' asses. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we I mean, we all, of these, all of these environmental warriors are gluing themselves to roads these yeah, days. Like, yeah, they'd be up for it. Yes. What's, what's a bit of bitumen and an asshole? Not much of a difference. <laughs> so, but all ideas, because look, you know, we could do something like that and offer someone a VIP pass to Monster Fest or something of that nature. Yeah, if you're willing, if you're willing to have your face sewn yeah. into you, someone else's ass, we'll give you a free VIP. <laughs> the, pass. the bitumen and bitches yeah. pass. Yeah. Yeah. But the rule is, you've got to attend the festival while you're still attached to someone else's yeah. anus. Yeah, we, and, you, to, and they've got to describe the movie to you. You have to be <laughs> I love it. Well, anyway, gentlemen, that's all I've got for you this week. But next week, oh my god, next week we're going to have to make the segment slightly longer. So oh, it'll we'll just make be the whole show. The, it'll just be the whole yeah, show. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. it. That's it. We can just talk about that um, that troubled individual for quite some time. And we need to have a conversation about Ezra next week. <laughs> See you, mate. See you, guys. Bye. But uh, so, Melzi, I've set up a Discord. No. <laughs> What's the link? Uh, do I have to message you? Can I just? Can we just tell me in person? No. no.
No, no, because it's got to have an actual. I can probably just mix it. I can just. Let me buy my notes. All right. All right. Here we go. Evite. I'm taking care of business here. I will never do anything on it. <laughs> He's saying but don't waste your time. I'll just lurk. I'll just lurk. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people do that. Yeah. If there's one thing you do well, it's lurk. It is lurk. Hmm. It's my one true skill. Yeah. You and wouldn't I, I, you wouldn't think it, it. You think it'd be difficult for a for a you know, hundred and fifty kilo bald <laughs> six foot three guy to do, but uh, well. I'm talking as if we're still recording because <coughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to leave this in. Oh, are you? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, there you go. Fucking, you're invited. You're invited to the party. Fuck yeah. <laughs> How do you cool feel about that? It's like, a, it's, like a, it's like I've bought something. The serotonin. <laughs> <laughs> the serotonin. Dopamine hit. Yeah. Dopamine hit. Ah, dopamine drop. Oh, yeah. That's a <coughs> weird now, pull throwback. <laughs> and now I'll wait for the drive home for the buyer's remorse to kick in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm just going to read this one to you. What, what, read what? Oh. <laughs> given, given the uh, outrageous success of uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon last week. <laughs> Uh, I decided to just search the internet for another game that uh, hopefully you have a completely different set of rules uh, for. Oh, is this um, Six <laughs> no. Degrees of Julia Roberts? Yes. Okay. Excellent. No. I would never do that to anyone. Uh, <laughs> this this uh, game is called Movie Star Names. This is going to take ages. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so I'll, just, I'll read you the rules as I... Copy them down. So there is no confusion, Glenn. <laughs> yeah, Nominate right, yeah, right, someone yeah. to start the first round. This person begins by saying out loud the first and last name of a movie star. The next player now has just 10 seconds to think oh of another God. movie star using Fuck. the first letter of the previous actor's surname. For example, if I say Angelina Jolie, the next person could say Johnny Depp. If someone takes too long to think of the name... Well, this is a drink, this is a drinking game, but they're yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Whew, what's too long? <coughs> ten seconds. More okay, than ten seconds. Okay. All right. So okay, I think I've got the gist of that. Yep. Yep. At this point in time, I'm I've stressed. got the gist of that. But once we start, <laughs> that's when I'm like, oh, yeah. who? What? What? What's a surname? Yeah. What's a surname? <laughs> what do they just call it? Last. <laughs> the first or last? I can't even. I can't even fucking think of any names. Like if <laughs> yeah, I was have to go first, I'm like I'm literally drawing a blank of a single person's name. Well, ever. Maybe, maybe you should go first, and then we go Ben, and then we go in that direction. Oh my god! Just an actor. Yeah, like that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> There's posters everywhere. Yeah, look around. <laughs> okay. All right. Am mm. I going? Yeah. All so right. who's going next? Who's then you and then okay. me. All right, Robert De Niro. Uh, <laughs> Danny Houston. Um, Halle Berry. Um, <laughs> didn't you say this would go forever? Yeah, yeah. It went a lot. Brian Brown. <laughs> Oh, no. Nine and a half seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Thompson. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. 
um, uh, fuck. Um, I'm going to try it. It's not that many posters with names on them. Does <laughs> 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 it start with a cut or a shit? Yeah. yeah. Shit. Um, I can't fucking think. <laughs> That's right. That, I, I, this is a great opportunity for me to play that funny music on the. Um. No, I'm not. Chris Pine. Uh, Peter Dinklage. Dudley Moore. Morris Chestnut. Kerry Orth. Jesus. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> e. <laughs> Why this is so uh. <laughs> I can't uh. think. It's pressure. It's, it's, yeah. It's pressure. Yeah, it yeah, gets yeah, me yeah. every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't it's think of it's a, it's a really engaging segment. This eighty, <laughs> like, like how easy? Yeah. Eighty, well, eighty Williams is an eighty Williams. <laughs> I, I guess there's an eighty no, Williams. There is. It's <laughs> Russ Meyer's wife was eighty Williams. Okay, um, Willie Nelson, uh, <laughs> Nick Cassavetes. It's a lot of C's. A lot of C's. Yeah. <laughs> um, Chris Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Christoph Waltz. <laughs> oh, I really struggled with Willie Nelson, so <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Wayne Knight. Oh, uh, Kerr Smith. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Sally Kellerman. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this game is just gonna go <laughs> on and on. <laughs> Is, was, is Kinky Friedman in actually in any movies? <laughs> what we should do now, like at this point in time, you be the referee and we mm. do like we impose a five second rule. Oh, what do you reckon? Quicker. Just okay. so we and then then we can dip out and throw it to the next segment. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon what's so difficult about it is like a letter is just such a because you can't sort of draw anything, you can't picture anything from it. Like mm. at least when we do the did the one, not that I was that much better at that, but I definitely when you do a movie and have to say someone from the movie because you can visualize the movie yeah. and try. But when it's a letter, it's such an yeah. inanimate, you know. Like it's just like I can't just even picture. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. picture anything to do with that yeah. letter. Like yeah. it's just that's so yeah. difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun if that oh, means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris Christopherson. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I had a long time to think of that. Oh, that's true. So it's (laughs) tit for tat. That's what it is. Um, Kirstie Alley. Andrew Stevens. Simon Pegg. Peter Ustinov. What's Ustinov start with? A U. 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 I thought it was a Y. Okay, U. Um. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Charles. <laughs> Cameron Datto. I was waiting for that to come up earlier. earlier yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was. I was just trying to think of other C names that aren't Chris. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even think of that. 
Um, why am I stuck on B? That's what they. That's what <laughs> she said. <laughs> Douglas Fairbanks. Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, nice. Jerry Lewis. Lincoln Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Wally Lewis. <laughs>
Crash Test Dummies. They are still together. They have 10 albums to their name. Ben, how many songs can you name? One. (laughs) 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 Well, I had the cassette single and there was another good song on there. Well, it's a bit like 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 Ugly Kid Joe. Like they have had like heaps of albums. Mm. They're still going and yet, you know, everything I hate about you. Yeah. Really. It's the one that kind of broke over here. Yeah. 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 I I liked them. Mm. It's like a boom crash opera. I'm sure they've got like 50 (laughs) albums, but... (laughs) Onion skin. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't even remember onion skin. I saw <laughs> Boom Crash Opera perform. You might remember this back in the 80s or maybe 90s when the, the Met uh, public transport system used to put on rock shows on a train. Oh. And so the very back carriage was <laughs> always where they'd perform. What? And it was Boom Crash Opera playing on the back of a train. Yeah, huh. right. I thought you were going to say that I thought, you know, the Australian Met Gala <laughs> is very <laughs> yeah. to the... Uh, to the US Boom one. Crash Opera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Headliners. Headliners. They yeah. never took advantage. They never the, took the advantage. Su- the support is chocolate starfish. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're still going too. What's yeah. going on? Screaming jets. Yeah. They never took advantage of the stations and going like, get them in, get them out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there you go. Well, that song is in a lot of movies, but let's just, I guess, for the sake of today, credit that to Dumb and Dumber. It's a good moment in Dumb and Dumber. Mm. Um, Here's a really here's a really lousy segue. So Saw 10 is coming to cinema soon. So in the spirit of Saw, I want to play a game with you. <laughs> uh, so Ben, if you could stick your dick into this mis- uh, <laughs> meat grinder, that would be fantastic. No worries. I have no use for, the, for that <laughs> particular... Well, should I say pencil sharpener after what we spoke about with Jarrett? Yeah, yes, indeed. <laughs> um, this is also a shameless way for me to plug the other podcast that we produce... Wednesday Uplate is a weekly podcast that Chloe and myself play every week and we basically do unscripted movie games. And so we're going to this week bring one of those games to this show and it's called Guess the Year. Premise is simple. Uh, We each list four movies from one particular year and the other two have to guess the precise year that those movies came out. Um, Is that the brief we all understood? Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, Winner at the end gets nothing and we move on. All right, (laughs) so sound good? Yep. I'll go first just to sort of... Get the ball rolling. So, what year did these movies come out? All the right moves. The Big Chill, Flashdance, and Christine. 87? (laughs) 88? One more guess each. Uh, So, All the Right Moves, Big Chill, Flashdance, and Christine. 82? <laughs> Throw a year in there. A- 83. Yep. Oh, uh, my birth year. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I was like trying to picture the bloody Christine. I'm like, yeah, I think it might have been my birth year. I thought Christine was yeah. later. Christine, because Christine threw me, because I know all the right men I knew was early 80s. Yep. But Christine, I always thought was a bit later. Yeah. Later, yeah. mid to late 80s. Yeah. yeah, yeah there no. you go. All right. Well, Mouse, nice. if you want to go next. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. What did you say to us before the show with this segment? <laughs> <laughs> You haven't prepped it. You're going to go no, off the seat of your pants. But I was given the time to prep for yeah. it before the show. And I got up a list. Like I was just like, oh, I've just searched for movies of a certain year. And I'm like, oh, I don't feel like picking them right now. I feel like picking <laughs> yeah, them I don't on mic. Yeah, right. I, just didn't, I couldn't do it then. I'm just like, no, nah, it's going to come to me at the time. Now's the time. And I'm still <laughs> scrolling up and down. But that's okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. To the devil a daughter. <laughs> it's the suspense. Just um, the tenant. <laughs> okay. And eaten alive. 
Oh, it's four, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Alice, sweet Alice. Eaten Alive is the one throwing me off with this one because I feel like in my bones that that's like 76. I'm going to say 76. You know, I had 76 in my head as well. Yeah, you're both right. Ah! <laughs> well done. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So I nearly didn't pick that because I thought that would be the giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I'm placing it after Chainsaw Massacre. That's what yeah. I was doing, yeah. But in my mind, I still think Eating Alive feels more 80s. Yeah, you know? yeah. 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 All right, Ben, you're up. All right. <laughs> Sliver. The Crush. Falling Down. And indecent proposal. I've got two years in my head, and I'm gonna go with ninety-two, ninety-one, ninety-three. One more guess. Yes, mm. yes, that was another one in my head. Nice. <laughs> That's a good year. That was a. Yeah. It's a good year for the roses. It's it's one of those uh, things that makes me feel really old because it doesn't <laughs> feel that long ago. Yeah. I went and saw those movies. Yeah. Oh my goodness. All right, here's another one for you. Van Wilder party liaison, Mr. Deeds. Changing Lanes and the Adventures of Pluto Nash. Mm, would that be... Any chance to get a Pluto Nash reference in the show, I will do it. 97? Oh, 98. Nope, another guess each. 99? 02? Yep, 02. 02 hey, well, that wow. was what I was going to say first. <laughs> and then I'm like, it was that thing, but in the opposite way. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. feels like it should be 90s, but I'm like, I feel like it was 02. yeah. Did you see any of those at the cinemas? I reckon I saw all of those at the cinemas. Did you? Actually, no. I didn't see Van Wilder at the cinemas, but I saw the rest of them. What were the other, f- what were the other ones? Mr. Deeds, so Chang- Changing Lanes, and Pluto Nash. Okay, so I did not see Pluto Nash or Changing Lanes. What a movie, hey? Peter Boyle, Randy Quaid. Yeah, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> I do. To this day. <laughs> I, I, put, I, I put it on in the video store and I... Like, it would have had it on a loop all day and I still managed not to watch any of it. I believe, I could be mistaken, happy to be fact-checked, but I believe that Ron Underwood, the director, who also made City Slickers, reckons there's a director's cut out there and that the theatrical cut of Pluto Nash is a pale resemblance of what the movie should be. Right. So, I would love to see that. All right, Malzy. All right. Dangerous Liaisons. Um, The Last Temptation of Christ. Okay. Oh, you got it? No, I, I'm Oh, I'm okay. Either. Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> that's that City oh, of Pants stuff going over there. That's, that's, <laughs> no, it's good. I like it. Probably no one else does, but that's all right. It's all about me. Um, we all like dead the ringers. City of Your Pants, Melzy. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one? Dead Ringers. So, instinctively, I wanted to say 88. 90? 88. Oh, bingo. Yeah. <laughs> when I play this with Chloe on the other show, I suck every time. Oh, really? Yep. yep. Must be what I'm plucking no, out. No, I don't know. I think it just matters on the mood of the tone of the room and mm. having people here makes a difference. Mm. I'm just going to Oh, that. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I do yeah. that over Zoom yeah, with Chloe. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hint, hint. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're up. All right. So we're going to start with Star Trek. The motion picture, Moonraker, mm-hmm. being there, yep, and escape from Alcatraz. You go first. No, I don't know. I have no idea with this one. Seventy nine. And you? I'll go eighty. 
When has it? Yeah. 79. Year of my birth. Basket. Ah, <laughs> nice. Excellent. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, we forgot to play the theme song to this segment. Ben, would you like to take us uh, out with it? What's the theme song? What's, the, what's this thing called? Um, <laughs> what are we calling this one? This is called uh, Name the Year. Guess the year. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it on the pressure. Stage fright. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Welcome to Bonehead Weekly Fun Size. And you know what, gentlemen? We've never been anybody's first. I mean, hmm. I, I don't know. I've probably been somebody's first major disappointment. Oh, oh, you stole I my don't. joke. I, I was going to think you should give yourself that much credit. I don't know. I'm pretty disappointing. Like people I know, think they've but been disappointed, but, but you're then... so disappointing. You're really not the biggest disappointment. You even I I stars. am I am probably the first person that any that I am probably the first anyone's ever seen fall over while standing completely still. I doubt that. I mean, I don't know that I've been anybody's first either. But what we're going to talk about today is the first in cinema history. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. Dad. This was actually this movie was actually an introduction an introduction to one of at least mine and one of mine and James's favorite characters in cinema history, uh, Sherlock Holmes, and it's the movie Young Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, Young Sherlock Holmes is the first movie ever to have a completely CGI character in it. Uh, it is the uh, knight emerging from the stained glass to kill the priest. Not the first CGI sequence. No, CGI yeah, character. Right. Yes. And I didn't know this either. I didn't know that it was it was done by Pixar, who was very they were in their infancy, and it was actually oversaw by a by John Lasseter at the time, which I was just fascinated by. Um, so yeah, if you want to see the first completely CGI character that led to Toy Story, Monsters Inc., um, Wally, check okay. out Young Sherlock Holmes. That's a very serious one. I'm going to talk about a comfort food movie of mine. A movie of mine that is sometimes not considered this director's best film, but it is my favorite of this director. And I want to talk about what I would have assumed Chad would have picked. The first fart scene in cinema history. Why are we not talking about Blazing Saddles? I almost brought it up, but I thought that was too me. So I wanted to come up with young Sherlock Holmes. Well, I tell you, Blazing Saddles and the first fart scene's me. Because friends and colleagues, when you climb that mountain, what do you do? Ring the bell. You ring the bell, as Mel Brooks would say. If you're going to yeah. do it, ring the bell. And for years later, he would bitch about people taking stuff too far. And Carl Reiner would go, you did it, fucker. <laughs> it's it all you. You started it. You <laughs> started it. But someone else would have done it. But Blazing Saddles, to me, I know Mick right now would say that Young Frankenstein. And I don't know that I have a good argument that Young Frankenstein isn't the, the better movie. But as far as my favorite Mel Brooks film, and that's something because I love almost all of them, Blazing Saddles still makes me laugh. Hands down, I've got to talk about a film that Spielberg was first, and it's I don't know why it took me a little bit of prep to come up with this. Because oh God, really, we were uh, behind really the scenes. Me and James were, me and Joe were sitting here quietly while James just sit there and looked at the computer. I yeah. should have done this because it's a film filled with first, and I'm just going to run through all the first, and then I'm going to shut up. Forbidden Planets, the first film to show humans traveling faster than light in a starship of their own design. It's Good also one. the first film to be set on an entirely different planet where mm -hmm. Earth is not... They don't go to Earth. They're on that planet. Yeah. It's also the first film to use a completely electronic musical score. I mean, that's a film of first. 
Forbidden, and if you haven't seen Forbidden Planet, go watch Forbidden Planet, 1956. Yeah, 56. Go watch the ten, uh, the Forbidden Planet. I just I, I don't to make a joke about the Tempest, but I I didn't get enough of the Tempest out for the say the you know. Yeah, no, I, you I, said the Tick, and yeah, I'm like, well, I what is day to Tim? I mean, it's yeah. any version of the Tick's a good time. Uh-huh. Yeah, but Edwin, I'm saying genius. I agree. Forbidden Planet. This has been Bonehead Weekly Fun Side. There we go, Boneheads, and doing their movie first. That's a they're, they're picking some great topics lately. Mm, it's it's mostly coming from Chad, I believe, and uh, and I think what they do is they pick <laughs> Chad. <laughs> they pick these. Um, he picks these for our segment, the Bonehead Weekly Fun Size, and then they go and do a whole episode on it. Yeah, you know, we're like the. Uh, Okay, what do you call it? The, the trial run. Yeah. We're the tester. That's yeah, it. Tester. But yeah, I think um Wars d'oeuvres. Good old um Blazing Saddles with the first fart scenes in, in a movie. Oh, it's that kind of first. Yeah. Uh, I think young I mean, Sherlock Holmes with the first CGI character. You would have thought that I would have actually listened to the segment, <laughs> but I have not. You I have thought it was there gonna be their movie first. Like Oh no, no, no. Yeah. You know, the no. first time I It's like the classic um knew I would never love the <laughs> never never receive the love of a true woman. Or <laughs> The first time, uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. The, the first time I ever saw Adam Sandler in the cinema. Or the first time I... And that's why you, you know, yeah. that answers the previous question, doesn't it? Certainly does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's recommend some movies. We're at that part of the show where we are. If you, if you listen every week, you know that we talk about movies that we recommend you go and see. Uh, the idea behind it is, you, you know, you go and watch one or two of them and then comment on our social media. Let us know what you thought of the movie. Um, they're all easy to come by, particularly this one. I'm going to kick it off with a movie called Drive from 1998. Does anybody remember this? Starring Mark Dacascos, Kareem K- Hardison. Kadeem Hardison, yeah. And, um, Kadeem. Brit- Kadeem and Brittany, um, Brittany Murphy. Yeah, right. And she's the, the weakest link in this because she's going full over-the-top Brittany Murphy, yeah, right. loony. Mm. You know, she plays a, a, what do you call it, an unhinged girl mm. that's infatuated. But anyway, mm. if you ignore her, the movie is fantastic. It's directed by Steve Wang, the guy that made Guyver and Guyver 2, which, you know, classic. Isn't he a special effects guy, Steve Wang? Yeah, and he does a lot of stunt work on Power, um, power Rangers and things like that. I think yeah. he, did all the, he did the creature effects on... Uh, what comes to Frogtown, I want to say. Wouldn't surprise me. It's like, that's cut from the same cloth as, you know, yeah. Guyver. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, it's also, it also has um, James uh, Shigita from Die Hard, which everyone loves. Love James Shigita. Yeah. Tracy Walters in there. Love Tracy Walters. Good character actor. And the gist of this movie is um, that Dacascos plays a guy that's got a sort of a biotech modified um, body. Like they've put... <laughs> Someone's strumming, strumming yeah, the. What the hell was that? Well, yeah. it, it, every week we, we, we do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's annoying, isn't it? <laughs> it's, uh, you're giving away your secret identity as Alan Dale from Robin Hood. <laughs> Alan O. The Dale. He's the bard in Robin Hood. Ah, excellent. Excellent. Uh, anyway, Mark Dukaskis, um is a guy that's modified by a biotech um, technology in his chest and he doesn't want it in there. They don't really explain how he got it in there. Yeah, who? Why would you want to be a superhuman? It Ridiculous. gives him these super martial arts abilities, and all he wants to do is be a singer. And so there's a great karaoke scene when he gets up on the stage and like has a full musical number, Mark Dacascos, well, and then goes straight from full musical number into kung fu, and it's you know it's pretty glorious. What song does he sing in the musical number? It's I reckon it's made for the movie. Like right. I don't recognize it at all. Um and. Yeah, it's, a, it's weird. It's a weird moment. But this movie is really frenetic. It goes at a, a breakneck pace. And the gist of it's really simple. It's just him 
Um, and he picks up a, a guy that he met in the bar by happenstance. So he's in the bar trying to get away from these mobsters that are after him for the biotech, right? It's the yeah. Chinese. The Chinese. And then they, they spot each other across the. Cr- the no, he he's sitting next to this guy. Kadeem Hart, yeah, and from the Chinese mobsters come in and they shoot up the place. And to protect this guy, he takes him out the back door. They get in the car and they speed off. And then the whole movie's a road trip. It's them speeding while the Chinese chase them, and they're like triads or whatever. And that's pretty much the gist of the movie. And they meet up. Well, he's trying to get to LA so he can get this thing removed from him. They're off this company that put it there. Offering fifty million dollars to remove it, it's so fucking uh, it's dumb. It's like a Repo Man kind of like that. Kinda. The, re, the Repo Man remake where they yeah. they repossessed your uh, your cybernetic body parts if you couldn't pay for mm. them or your heart. But this one, they're offering him fifty million dollars, set him up for life if they have the technology from him. You know, it's so They'll silly. They'll give it to him like. He, or is it like they just want to rip it out of his body and not replace whatever it is they take? Well, it's not replacing anything. Like it's oh, okay. just it's just, it's in, just there. in there. Yeah, like right. yeah. So I, I guess they didn't care too much for subtext or anything like that. And it just a little the, bit of uh, the music's pumping. Yeah, <laughs> the music's pumping. I don't really like the Cascos in many things. Really? Yeah, I, I, he rubs me the wrong way, but he's really good in this. Oh. Except for Kickbox of Fire. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't. Brotherhood do of the Wolf, me. he's excellent. Yeah, he's, he's great in Warrior. He's great in uh, Stargate uh-huh. Atlantis. <laughs> 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 yeah, it doesn't float my boat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's good in this, and I reckon you should check it out um, just, if anything, for the karaoke sequence. So it's called Drive, and it's on. Uh, it's got, uh, got a Blu ray release recently. Yeah, Vinegar Syndrome, I probably That's put it. it out. And. I believe whatever release they put out is now up on YouTube. So you can <laughs> watch a really nice high-def version on YouTube. On YouTube. If you're a cheapskate I've like me. I've got the VHS. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah, that's got a lousy cover, that one. Yeah. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like, you know, one of those um, Albert Pune ticker type of movies. It's not as good as... Well, is, isn't there that other movie... Is it called Dry? No, The Chase with uh, Charlie Sheen. Oh, it's got Chase a very similar cover to that, but yeah. even though that one was bad, this one's worse. Oh, no, that's a great movie. But the uh, Vinegar Syndrome poster might be original theatrical or something. It's a great poster. Or I was it commissioned? I think it's, yeah, I think it's newer. It's great. That's really good. It feels like an 80s movie, but anyway, Ben, what do you got? Uh, well, you know I love courtroom dramas. Mm, I do. And, so, and I like... I like John Grisham courtroom dramas mm-hmm. a lot of the time, but for some reason, for oh, almost almost twenty years, <laughs> in almost twenty years, maybe more, maybe thirty years, I've avoided watching The Chamber oh, because <laughs> the premise of the film kind of put me off. Yeah. But it is because it's so weird. So it, it stars Christopher O'Donnell and uh, Gene Hackman. Yeah, when Gene Hack Gene Hackman is like this. Uh, a member of the Ku Klux Klan who's who's on death row yep. for blowing up this building and killing uh, these kids. And Chris O'Donnell is his kind of long lost grandson that he's never met, who is determined to, who's now a lawyer, who's determined to save his life. And the thing that's so weird is that they actually reference like the missing, um, uh, what are they, uh, Peace Corps or whatever the hell they are, workers that disappear in Mississippi burning that where Gene Hackman <laughs> Gene is actually Hackman's playing the FBI agent who's <laughs> going to search for them. It's so totally, Odd. so totally weird, but it is, it is a very much a, a John Grisham kind of thing, but I, look, it's probably on the lower echelon. It's no Pelican brief. It's no, what's no your favorite John Grisham? Like it's probably Rainmaker, but that's mine. That's yeah, mine. It's like, once again, with all of these kind of movies, 
you read the book and it really takes <laughs> yeah. the shine off the movie. Yeah. But <laughs> probably still is Rainmaker. The Rainmaker, Pelican Brief is excellent. Don't you reckon Rainmaker feels like the, the gender-reversed Aaron Brockovich? I do. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, I mean, like, he kind of is like a... He's inexperienced. He's and swooping in to save school. this, you know, yeah. the cause is... Yeah, he know. takes on Goliath, basically. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They, take on, they take on Goliath and... Uh, When's the last time we had a Grisham movie? I think it's poor. Did they? Did, he died, didn't he? Uh, no, I think Grisham's no? still going. It's the yeah. other one. Isn't Clan- <laughs> it's Clancy the one who died. Clancy definitely died, but I thought... Oh, no, it was... um, Who's the guy that did Congo... In Jurassic Park, he died. Uh, Michael yeah. Crichton. Michael Crichton. Yeah, they yeah, all think, just blur. But I think he's because I, th- I don't know if he writes these kind of books anymore. I think he does like cookbooks or okay, oh. something like that. Grisham. Didn't John Grisham write Christmas with the Cranks? Yeah, something like yeah. <laughs> he's like a, I think he's moved away from the because he was a lawyer for twenty for right forty years before he started writing. Actually, lawyer he movies. he directed or produced a documentary recently, and I remember watching right. that. Anyway, sorry, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, but it's actually it's actually quite good. I mean, yeah. Gene Hackman is kind of an irredeemable character, and as you go through the movie, you keep expecting him to kind of come good. Yep. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll leave it as not much of a <laughs> not much change. Not much of a of a surprise that eh, maybe he doesn't. It does have. <laughs> it still does. It manages to have a surprise ending. Uh, Faye Dunaway turns up as his daughter. That's like uh, I guess Chris O'Donnell's aunt. Yep. And. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, look, it's a, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting and easy Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. watch. So here's the, here it is. The documentary he produced is called The Innocent Man, which is good. That's on Netflix. But the last uh, adaptation of his work was the TV show of the firm. But movie right. wise, Christmas with the Cranks was the last. Yeah, yeah. Because even that, because that firm is, it's based, it's set after. Yeah, it's the, like a the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's um. But the what's last his name is the lead. The last legal film Sweet of his was Runaway Jury. Yeah, which I couldn't get into either. That was two thousand three, so it's been <laughs> been a while. You think I would? I just uh, John Cusack was playing a bit of an asshole in it, so I didn't really kind of get into it. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, anyway, and and that was the year for legal dramas, or the decade for legal dramas. It felt like within yeah. a sort of five or six year span, everything was, you know. Well, that. now you've got things like The Good Wife and The Good Fight and, yeah. you know... Um, All of Lincoln, these Law Lincoln and Orders. Lawyer. Like, Lincoln Lawyer, the movie, was a real kind of disappointment because it wasn't yep. as good as a John Grisham-type yep. adaptation. And the, the TV series is actually okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I feel, like, I feel like it's been a while since we've had some, like, good mm. kind of legal... Mm. Definitely. Like, uh, movies. Movies or shows yep. or anything like that. Like, even Good Fight kind of went into weird territory. And I think... I get that just in my head, I think the last two seasons they may have spent maybe five minutes in a courtroom and mm. the rest of the time is just the politics of the firm. What do you, before we get to you, Melzi, yeah. sorry, you're waiting in the wings no, there. No, what, right. Do you have a favourite courtroom drama, like movie wise? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I've contemplated this lately. Maybe A Few Good Men. That's, yeah, that's a, good a pretty one. good one. Um, I have to think about it. Like, let's uh, let's okay. listen to Melzi. <laughs> well, I'd just I like to comment on that and like, this is a completely. Not what you guys are talking about, but I really love Boston Legal. <laughs> <laughs> Boston Legal is great, but Boston the Legal. Fucking best. Boston Legal Denny is <laughs> <laughs> Boston Legal is to the practice what the yes. fight is to the good one. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, like yeah. It was going in a certain direction yeah. and they went, oh, oh uh, actually it's no way. Yeah. Is excellent. Let's yeah, just let's uh, give him yeah. It's no Rafferty's rules. <laughs> no. <laughs> I reckon Inherit the Wind is my favourite. Yeah, right. I haven't you know, well, the, the, the um 
There's the other one around the same time. Um, is it Witness for the Prosecution? I always get it wrong. It's the mm. one with um, with uh, Marlene Dietrich in it. Yep. And she's the... Don't know I that think one. she's the witness, but she's... Okay. But who's the lawyer? Is it... Uh, <laughs> I want to say it's Jimmy Stewart. It's someone like Jimmy it's Stewart. Gene Kelly is in um, Inherit the Wind. Isn't it Spencer is Tracy? In yeah, and, and Gene Tracy's Kelly the plays the, um, the reporter that's right. trying to get into it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and then there's that there's that great one that um, uh, that's uh, Ben Gazra and oh, like him. It's like Tuesday Weld or Piper Laurie or someone is the the people that Ben Gazra is like accused of murder and the lawyer. I think James Stewart is the lawyer in that one. Okay, and uh, the girl who whoever it is Tuesday Weld or. Mm. Tuesday Weld, but it's someone like Piper Laurie or someone sure. like that. What a shame like we don't theme these shows anymore. Yeah. We could do a <laughs> whole episode on that. Is uh, like an unreliable witness. Okay. Cool. All right. Sorry to digress there, Malzi. Um, well, so we're going from, uh, what did you say about yours? An easy Sunday afternoon watch yeah. to maybe a Sunday afternoon watch, but certainly not easy, especially for some parts of it. And why I didn't want to speak about this earlier. So our last <laughs> screening at the Melbourne Horror Film Society we had one of our members, Michael, he screened Bone Tomahawk for us mm-hmm. last Tuesday that's, that's night. That's easy for about 90 yeah, minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's easy really for about yeah, 90% <laughs> of it probably yeah. Yeah. or like 80% of it. And But I, it was my first time seeing it and I'm so glad that it was. Mm. Um, and it was. I think it was a lot of people actually in the audience. It was their first time. And so there were a lot of gasps, a lot of like, squirming and yeah. I had I made sure because I knew that there were particular scenes that were going to be I was actually really scared I was like before I'm like I'm really nervous and David was like nah you'll be fine yeah, like you'll totally. be fine and I was totally fine but I would definitely like there were a couple of moments where I pulled up the jumper that I had with me like to be <laughs> like but still watching still not fully covered but still watching but just like under something to just be like oh god this film blew my fucking <laughs> mind like yep. i loved it so much i was actually like really felt really emotional afterwards like mm. i'm kind of getting emotional now like thinking about it like it was such it's actually like it's gone right up there for me like cool. one of my favorite yeah no i fucking loved like every minute of it um so it's and unbelievably, and then hearing Michael go through the backstory of it, which mm. was great. We do introductions before our films, and um, Michael did a great introduction, which he didn't speak any specifics about the film, which was a very good idea. So I'll try uh-huh. to do you know to avoid doing the same because go on a journey mm-hmm. without you know sort of knowing anything. But um, so it's the director S. Craig Zala's um, film, you know, directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Um, it was made for less than $2 million. Um, it has Kurt Russell as the sheriff, uh, Richard Jenkins as the deputy sheriff, Patrick Wilson, Matthew Fox playing a completely different character than I've ever seen him play before. Five or lost. Uh. Yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> yes, definitely not how any. Do get, how do they get that cast? Well, that's, it's sort of that's exactly, right. no, that's exactly what I'm yeah. about to go into. So David Arquette is in the start of it. Mm-hmm. And um, the script, so... Um, S. Craig Zala also wrote the script mm-hmm. as well. It was so strong 
these actors literally read it and signed on for no money, like virtually right. no money, because mm-hmm. they were like, Stay "I want to, I want to in between gigs. I want to make this film." <laughs> but it's it this, and so apparently, <clears throat> the original script that was written and that they signed on to, there were a heap of reworkings of it. I think there were about four different mm-hmm. rewrites of it, and they ended up using the first one. Like yeah, the first right. one was, and so much of the film. So there are a few scenes in it that are, yeah, as I said, like. If you can't handle gore and real, like it's full on, People especially one show. of it, like they, they one like of them, it's just like, well, maybe not everyone. Um, <laughs> like it's it's just like, whoa, like that is so full on. But most of the film is actually character driven. Mm-hmm. Character like they, so the the four men, Kurt Russell, Patrick Wilson, Matthew Fox, and Richard Jenkins, go on a go on a journey to um, try or to rescue people that have been um, abducted by cannibal, like cave-dwelling cannibals. Mm-hmm. And most of the film is the journey yep. to get there. And it is these four men and just their character. And the, the dialogue is so believable. It's so, like, you love the characters. Like, even Matthew Fox's character, mm-hmm. like, he's an absolute piece of shit, but you fucking love him. Yeah. Like, and you end up loving him. For me, it was always Richard Jenkins that fed out of place. Well, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. I love it. He's the comic well, he's relief. Great. He's great. But, yeah, but at the same time, like, he has not made anything like this before. No. Like, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, the heart in it. Like, even when what the... What the, the fuck when are those drums, <laughs> <laughs> When the worst <laughs> of it is going that? down, they're still having, you know, like, and just having these random conversations... That are just beautiful, and, like, they and there's just this the the worst of the worst going totally. on around them, and there's just this beauty in their conversation and the friendship. Mm-hmm. It's really powerful. It's got to be said they are uh, they really took advantage of um, that hateful eight beard that yeah. <laughs> Kurt Russell had. No, he said it's yeah, it was it was half it was yeah. the halfway between. Yeah, but yeah. he kept it for for yes, both projects. <laughs> on the way to the hateful eight, he said. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, him as a sheriff was just like I mean. Gold. It's Everyone should go down a, a Craig Zeller rabbit, rabbit hole. It's the best. It's the best. I love everything films. he's done. Yeah, and a and a Dallas Sonia um, rabbit hole. The guy that produced mm. it. He produces yeah. really hardcore movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've yeah. screened some of his stuff. Before. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Massively. Um. So I think it's on SBS, but I think some of that mm-hmm. main, you know, full on scene has been cut. Oh really? For yeah. Shane. The the the. Yep. Pulling apart. Yeah, <laughs> have you seen it? You'll know what that and what the, what, what the, I did. I, I think they get the picture. What gesture that I did then? The c- crimes against beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> pork. Oh uh, yeah, the, uh, massively, massively, cool. massively recommend. Exciting just stuff. To, um, Great film. Just to correct my myself earlier, the film the films we're talking about. So, Anatomy of a Murder uh-huh. is the mm-hmm. is the one with and it's um, Lee Remick, oh, James right. Stewart, and Ben Gazzara, directed by Otto Preminger. And the other one was uh, Witness for the Prosecution's Tyrone Power ah. uh, Dietrich and uh, Charles Warren. Well, a couple of little extra recommendations yeah, there, mate. Yeah, just, uh, just uh, you know, Excellent. <laughs> classic courtroom dramas. Fantabulous. That brings us to the end of the show. E- either of you want to add anything or plug anything before we go? Want to sing anything, Ben? Uh, no. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> people can go to melbournehorrorfilmsociety.org. That's the one. Check that out. They can go to goodmoviemonday.com and check us out. Find us on uh, all the socials. Um, YouTube, we have videos that go up every week. Um, reactions, we have discussions, interviews, all of that. 
Uh, let's go out with a song, Ben. This is one you chose. I wonder if you remember what it is. Is this a... Uh, I just dropped in. Oh, my God. It is. I just dropped in <laughs> to see what condition my condition was in from uh, the well Big Lebowski. Well, that's a first. That's a first. There Talking we go. I, like, I, up until I said it, I did not remember what it was. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Fantabulous. Well, Melzi, thanks. It's been great Thank having you, you here. Thanks see you next me. time, yep. Ben. I'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, what condition my condition was in. I woke up this morning with the sundown. Shining in him. I found my mind in a brown paper bag, but then I tripped on a cloud and fell eight miles high. I tore my mind on a jagged sky. I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Yeah, yeah. My condition was in I pushed my soul In a deep dark hole And then I followed it in I watched myself crawling out As I was crawling in I got up so tight I couldn't unwind I saw so much I broke my mind I just dropped in To see what condition My condition was in